Hey guys, and welcome back to another solo episode on the Gap Year podcast by Kalina Elkin. I wanted to start out by saying that there are many different reasons why people decide to take a gap year. Throughout this podcast, we concentrated on how it could be quite spontaneous due to being very overwhelmed or something that you planned from the very beginning of your studies. But when the decision is made, you kind of decide how you're going to spend the rest of your gap year. Throughout this episode, I'm going to talk about the different types of gap years and different paths one could take. This episode will reveal also some details about future interviews that I look forward to conducting. I listed 10 gap year ideas, also including the type of journey that I'm currently doing. So let's get started. First and foremost, we have the gap year that focuses on volunteering. A very big part of the people I know actually went on and concentrated only on volunteering throughout their own gap year journey. This is a type of gap year that could really help you see the world from a different perspective and meet many new great people. You can find a volunteer position on your own or with the help of an agency. For example, there are some agencies that help you with the financial part and planning, especially when it comes to finding your own accommodation or volunteering position, which is pretty great for someone on a tight gap year budget. Most of these programs range from a couple of weeks to nearly a whole year and all over the world. So during not one, but two of the future interviews, we are going to talk about how these agencies actually work and give a few examples. But for now, I'm going to say just a couple of basics. I wanted to talk about the housing situation, as mentioned earlier, because this is something a lot of gap year students are struggling with. When it comes to finding somewhere to live, there are three types of housing. It really depends on where exactly you're volunteering, because not all options are available everywhere. But for example, some have accommodations where all volunteers live together. Some of my friends are in host families and actually have roommates from the same agencies, which could be very fun. The third type of housing is finding your own apartment, but this is way too tricky, especially if you're traveling to a country where you do not know anyone. For instance, this type of a gap year is for someone that has learned a language very intensively. For example, if you have learned Spanish for a couple of years and you want to practice it and dive a little bit into the language, you might want to volunteer somewhere in Spain or in South America. Secondly, there is this point of your gap year where it might be hard to make new connections. Something that Simone and I talked about during our first interview was that it could be hard making friends during your own gap year. So this will be a great opportunity for you to meet some amazing people. If you want to go into the medical field or research, it might be a good way to connect with patients and experience what it is like taking care of them, finding their struggles, understand them a little bit more on even on a more emotional level. You can help, for example, people with disabilities. This could be a really life-changing experience and you could actually make a difference throughout this type of a gap year. I really recommend incorporating volunteering 
into your journey. The second category is working and traveling. This is something we talked about during episodes three and four, but I would love to revisit this topic. Traveling is a big part of every journey such as this one. For me, it was, for example, Portugal for a couple of days, and I'm planning a couple of solo trips for the summer because it takes some planning for me. This type of a gap year is for someone that really wants to experience what it is like to see the world, also experience new cultures, and bring a little bit of adventure in your everyday life. In this category, there should be an emphasis on working, since if you're doing such a journey, you might be on a tight budget. Some of my friends that decided to do such a gap year started searching for part-time jobs in the beginning of their own gap year journeys. In episode four, we talked about how taking small part-time jobs could be actually very fun and helpful. For example, we also talked how working in a restaurant, pottery shop, or in the place where you're actually staying, like a hostel, could happen all while you're traveling. You can really go both ways, either work before you head for your big travels, or decide to use an organization like Workaway. I'm going to add the link below again, just in case, and get a job while you're traveling. Those type of small jobs could be beneficial because not only do you get paid, but you can also kind of experience your hobby in a more professional atmosphere. If you like arts or pottery ceramics, working in a pottery shop might be of your interest. Or if you love reading, why not apply for a position in a small cute bookstore? You might learn something new. If you work in a restaurant, for example, they might let you go behind the scenes and see some techniques like Yasha did. And things like these could make your journey of self-development even more fun and unforgettable. When you're done with working and you saved up enough for those plane tickets, you get to experience your gap year adventure. For example, Simone went on to travel to Australia. Yasha and his girlfriend went all around Northern Europe and New Zealand. The world is your oyster when you're doing a gap year. And for someone that is so young, it's so interesting that the possibilities for traveling by yourself are endless. And even with some friends, it could be achievable and fun. The third type of gap year experience is traveling the whole way. You can travel the whole way if you already have the budget for your adventures. I also wanted to talk about my own traveling mindset here, I guess. While I was planning my own gap year adventures, I even the future ones, I was making sure that I do not spend a big proportion of my budget for accommodation. I kind of wanted to travel and meet my friends along the way and stay at their places. So I don't worry that something happened with booking or the Airbnb has a problem, for example. But I am also going to visit countries I have never been to before. So this is kind of a positive. It really depends on you, whether you are a bit of a planner or not. Some people travel very spontaneously and others like me like to kind of plan ahead. There is no right recipe for this. It is up to you. 
If you want to travel the whole way, you might consider also working while traveling. Again, a website like Workaway could help you a lot or just searching online for positions. This type of a gap year is for students that seek an adventure and want to experience what it is like traveling by yourself, learning about a new country, culture, or if you're like me, do some culinary tourism. It does not hurt. The fourth type of a gap year focuses on internships. If you're someone that wants to gain a little bit more experience in their field of interest before starting their undergraduate program, this type of a gap year is for you. Finding an internship could be quite tricky, especially if you're going into the STEM majors. But through something like this, you could see whether you actually want to study the specific field afterwards or you might try an internship somewhere else to see if this career might might be a better fit for you. A lot of universities in Germany also want a student to do an internship before their undergraduate program as a part of their application process. So keep this in mind if you're applying to such universities. And not only could you meet new people through other interns, for example, but you also experience what it is like working in the specific field and see whether you like it or not. The fifth category is when you mainly work on university applications. Some people take a gap year due to unsuccessful university applications, which is not necessarily a bad thing. It is a tough period for a lot of students and it is normal for things to go wrong. But as Eva and I mentioned during the last interview, the gap year could really help you take this step back and assess the situation a little bit more and help you see that not getting into your dream university does not necessarily provoke your self-worth. The gap year allows you to take a little bit of a breather and come back with an even stronger essay, stronger application, and a stronger mindset. The gap year is a good way to add things to your application as well and polish up that CV. Some universities have entrance examinations in the beginning of the application process, so a lot of gap year students take this extra time to kind of prepare for them. Of course, if you're doing this type of a gap year, you could also do some traveling, volunteering, and many more activities like this. It would not only be studying, 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 and preparing, preparing, preparing for your university applications. The sixth type of gap year experience is called getting some training or learning something new. So it is quite an interesting type of a gap year. I actually have some first aid training, not the one that you need for your driver's license, but the more intensive ones. Such a training could potentially open up a lot of job opportunities, especially when it comes to winter jobs. Some of my friends are ski teachers or help with a first aid team on the slopes, which is amazing and super cool. If you want to go into the medical field, you might consider doing such a first aid course, learn a little bit more about basic treatment, and it really essentially helps you learn how to connect and communicate with patients a little bit better, which is amazing. Also, when it comes to learning something new, it shouldn't be first aid necessarily. You could start learning a new language, new skills, sport that you have always been interested in. I started training mixed martial arts during the summer after I finished my IB because I really wanted to try out something new that I have never done before as a sport. 
I trained track and field for three years and later on proceeded to be a part of a running team in my old school. But I wanted to try out something completely new. So I ended up doing mixed martial arts. And it has been really It has been wonderful and very tough, I might say, but really the gap year is an amazing time to just try out new things and learn something new. I also started learning coding, something that I talked about during my solo episode, which is useful for my undergraduate degree, but it was a completely new thing for me also. If you're someone that wants to learn something new, uh, gap year is a wonderful time to do so, as I said before. Because you do have some free time after all, why not use it? The seventh type of gap year experience is called finding yourself and your interests. If you are someone that does not know what they want to do career-wise, or at least as a bachelor, this journey of self-development is a perfect time for you to do so. Through internships, different jobs, even volunteering, you can Find what suits you as a professional career path. If, for instance, you are thinking of becoming a teacher, there are plenty of volunteer positions for teaching young children or teenagers English if you are thinking that this might suit you. Or if you want to go into the medical field, why not take this first aid course or volunteer in a hospital? If you want to go into coding, why not take this online courses in programming? Really just try new things and find your passion. You will have a year to do so, so make the most of it. It's really a great opportunity to experience all of your interests and see what suits you. Number eight is developing your passions and hobbies. My first ever interview on this podcast concentrated in this journey being a magnificent time to develop your own interests to an even professional level. If you ever had a passion and you always thought, oh, what if it worked out? What if I took this time off and actually developed my hobby even further? And what if it was a success? And you never know until Until you actually tried it, right? Even if it is not a very big success, at least you tried and it means a lot to you that you put yourself out there and you took the risk. I remember in my senior year, I actually thought if I do end up taking a gap year, I would do a podcast. And even before I started planning anything about the gap year, one was certain and it was that I will give podcasting a shot, which was a very new interest of mine, but I also knew that I would like to help students with this journey and give something I wish I had before I started. I went in with the mindset that even if I have 10 listeners, I want to at least help one of them that is thinking of doing a gap year. What if this podcast works out? What if it, no one listens? What if a lot of people listen? There are a lot of doubts, but you never know until you try. For Simone, it was her love for music and dancing and her journey was very successful. She did talk about the first few songs that she published and did not like, but this did not mean she is going to give up. No, she started working harder and producing something amazing. I listened to her first songs and thought they were wonderful, but the new ones were so amazing that a radio actually played her song. And 
This dream of hers did not stop her from still applying to universities to study veterinary sciences. Developing such a passion does not mean that you are going to turn your back on your dream career. You're just doing something you always wanted to develop. So this what if question does not hunt you. Give something like this a shot. Develop some kind of a personal project. You might go out of your comfort zone. When I first started three, four months ago, I was very scared about how my voice is going to sound. We all know that listening to your own voice messages could be traumatizing. But when I was editing, I actually found out it wasn't as bad as I thought. So I actually went out of my comfort zone there. I once saw this quote saying... Be the person that still tries after failure, after frustration, after disappointment, after exhaustion, after heartache. Be the person who musters up the courage to believe that a new attempt can manifest new outcomes. The person who still tries. So if you're someone that has this what if, the gap year is a wonderful time to try it out. The ninth type of gap year experience is attending courses to see whether you like the university that you're attending or the course that you are a part of. This is also a very helpful gap year experience and something that my last interviewee Eva did. She actually tried out different courses from different universities and saw which one matches by taking a semester off. This is different from the other categories because she did not change the undergraduate degree directly and did attend a first semester in the university, but experienced different types of educational systems until she found the right fit for her. This is a type of a gap year that you mostly do if you started university but did not find your right place course, maybe making new connections was difficult, connecting with local people maybe. With the whole COVID-19 situation, it was kind of hard to go and visit universities, experience the campus. So those situations could happen. People do take a semester off so they can focus on themselves and find what suits them. It could also be hard to travel to every single university you apply to. So these courses could help you get into the university atmosphere and get to know the people, type of educational system and see whether this is the right fit for you, which is awesome. Last but not least, my personal experience and my personal gap year category, let's say it that way. Now, I guess that my gap year is sort of something in between all of these. I did end up doing an internship, which was an which was amazing and an unforgettable experience. I did travel a bit and also planning to do so before I start university, of course. I focus on my university applications because at some point everybody in their gap year does. Developing a personal project and also a new interest of mine have been a very big part of my personal journey of self-development. So really, you can incorporate all of these gap year types into one or concentrate in one or on a key one. If I had to choose two that I count as my main kind of journeys, it will be the one focusing on university applications because I do focus on getting a language certificate for German and also developing a personal project and interest with the podcast and also an internship focusing on molecular biology. These are all of the categories for today's episode. Now that we are writing our New Year's resolutions and if you are a student that is thinking of doing a gap year, maybe 
you can decide in which direction your own gap year is going to be in and don't forget the world is your oyster there's no right, right recipe for anything those are just some examples of paths you can take hope you like this solo episode and see you soon on the next interview